What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one only Teresa out there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? All right. Let's get it on. <laughs> Let's get it on. I think um, I think I know why these episodes are now an hour and a half instead of because two hours. Because nothing's happening? No, no. I actually thought, woo, let's not start off the episode like that. I actually thought this was quite the entertaining episode. It was better. It was it was better than I'll give you, some others. I'll give you one more guess. Okay. Why we went from two hours, because we started the season with two hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why we went from two hours to one and a half hours. And I don't know. This has not been verified by anyone. I don't have any secret sources over here. But think about it. What changed? What happened over this season so far? I don't know. <sighs> I mean, I know what happened, but I don't know where you're going with this, to be honest. We lost a couple. Oh, oh, okay. So I think this is basically what happens when you plan on having five couples for an entire season. Well. And then a few episodes in, you go down to four couples there's no way to stretch for two hours for this many more episodes. Well, it happened before, and they still stretched it. And maybe they learned their lesson. Because it was last... Wasn't it last season? It was season? Boston. No, it, was- it was Boston. And that one was good. It was Alyssa. Mark the shock. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to imagine that's why. Because why would you start the season at two hours? Maybe you don't have enough content. Like these... Let's just because- be honest. Let's just be honest. Like these Nashville peeps... They're not very dramatic. Everyone's like, even those who don't get along well, still get along. Yeah. Does that have something, does that say something about Nashville as a city? Because Boston, oh, we fired up over here, Teresa. We fired oh, fire up. Don't even get me started with Mass New York. I mean, you San want, Diego was good too. Chicago, San Diego, Wales, vagina. What are we doing over here? We're getting, we're getting fired up. But Nashville, I'm in the South, it's a little more, it's a little more slower pace. People mind their P's and Q's. I I have to say I love Nashville. We've been love a few that. times. The end of this episode made me crave Nashville. Right? Yeah. When they went to the bull riding and they were like ready to hit Broadway. Uh, I'm, like, I'm ready to go to nah. Nudies. 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 Oh, never forget Nudies. We have nudies. a t-shirt from Nudies. Yeah. Both of us. We absolutely do. So good episode, I thought. But it just it hit me because there was zero Dom and Mac this episode. Usually they kind of sprinkle it in. Oh, let's check in on them. Oh, they're going to meet with everybody and talk shit about each other. Zero. And I go, oh, if we had another couple, we'd easily have another 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's why. But something to say at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to skip next week. Yeah, we're sorry, guys. Can you guys keep a secret? If you guys can keep a secret, we can tell you why. Well, first of all, what day is today, Jonathan? That we're recording or that we're releasing? Releasing. Happy birthday, Teresa. Exactly. Happy birthday. And we are Facebook friends, so you should know it. Well, it's not your birthday yet. It is. It's not. Well, On I the mean, release day. On the release day. When our friends are listening, I want I, them to celebrate with me. I understand, but you're, you're calling me out saying... It's we're Facebook friends. I have not been alerted yet because it's not your birthday yet. In full disclosure, it's nine fifty six PM on March eighth. So in two hours and four minutes, Teresa, you will be waltzing into your birthday. Do you have a a balloon? Why don't you take it easy over there? 
that we've been, we've been very busy. We've been very busy. Very because, busy. Because we're trying to get this podcasting done. Because, again, if you can keep a secret. This is a secret, right? It is a secret. We're going to let our friends in on the secret, though. We're, okay. We're going to the Czech Republic Woo-hoo. for somebody else's birthday. Not mine. But it's a surprise. Not John's. That's mine. We'll, we'll, we'll do a little celebrating. We'll do it all. We'll do it all. But yes, we're going there on a surprise visit. So don't tell anyone. Don't share it on social media because my fam follows us. Should we say who we're going for? Oh, uh, it's my beloved mother. It is your absolute beloved mother. She is turning. Well, she's getting. She's getting up there. Teresa. She's turning thirty. She's turning. It's her, it's a, it is her <laughs> second thirtieth birthday, and we are going there to surprise her. She's having a party. She's having a party. Your dad is throwing her a party. Yes. We were invited. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we said no. Yes. Because we just saw them a few months ago, but in reality, we are going to celebrate Teresa's mom's sixtieth birthday. I know it's exciting, and I feel like. It's a good time to go because my family has been through a few things, my parents' health, not to get into details, but I think I think it's a great time to go and see my parents, my grandmother. It's beautiful. And no one knows about it, so, so sh- everyone's going to be like, what? What yeah. are you doing here? So keep it on the down low. Because everyone thinks we're coming in the summer. We're trusting you guys to keep this a secret. Yeah. But that's why. We... we we try to do as much podcasting as we can on vacation, but this is a special vacation. There's going to be a party. There's going to be family rendezvous. We'll be traveling. So for us to watch this show and then find time to record it, it wouldn't be fair to you guys because it wouldn't be up to our standards. It wouldn't be fair to us. It wouldn't be fair to Therese's family. So we're going to have to skip maths next week. Yeah, but we will be releasing 90 Day 90. and... And Patreon. Darcy and Stacey. Dar- yeah, 90 Patreon. Day will be out and Darcy and Stacey will be out. So sorry, maths friends, but we'll we'll catch you the week after. Yeah. And the reason why is because when maths airs, that's going to be the time we're going to be kind of moving around and traveling a little bit. Yes. So it would be very difficult for us to do maths. However, we'll do 90 and we'll do Darcy and Stacey from the Czech Republic. Yes, have no fear. We will be there Yes. in your ear. Or on screen, if you are on the family affair level of the Patreon. All right. That is that. Very quickly, follow us on Instagram at MarriedRealityPod. We're over there. We'll keep you updated with all sorts of things. Maybe we'll post a picture of Europe. Who knows what we're going to do at MarriedRealityPod on Instagram. We mentioned the Patreon, patreon.com slash MarriedReality. Currently doing Darcy and Stacy, but right around the corner is Love in Paradise. Woo-hoo. And a little further around the corner is Seeking Brother Husband. I think you got it. You no swap. Strike swap. that. Re- strike that. Reverse it. Yeah, I think seeking brother husband starts when Darcy no, and Stacy right. end, I think you're right. and then we're gonna pick up Loving Paradise season three in April. So don't check your ears. You heard right. We'll be covering two shows on the Patreon. Yes. Our, our friends are getting double the fun over there. So if you're not a member, join the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/MarriedToReality at that. Cousins Club level, $6 a month. You're going to be getting two shows a week. Plus, sometimes we throw a bonus in there. Definitely a bonus if you're at the family affair level. It's a good time. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. It's a great time, guys. It's a really good time. Come on over and join the fun. Also, just make sure you're following the podcast right here. So no matter when things get released, if they're a little late or not, or we throw a special over here, you'll get it. It's so easy to follow the podcast. Look down, smash that follow button. Guys. 
smash it like it is hot. Is all the plants because oh I also am a sucker for shopping for cactuses. That's true. I cannot keep them alive for too long. Teresa, you're a suck. You went <laughs> for shopping I for am. cactuses. But I loved, uh, Jordan and I, we actually enjoyed going to cactus stores or succulent stores and just like browsing around, picking the picking the little family editions that we're going to kill within a few months. We're like, not great with cactus. We're not great. And you know why? You know, are you ready to know? Because it's your because fault. Because I live like a vampire. Because you live like a vampire. Exactly. Right, so moving on. You're following. You're joining. Last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love the love. And if you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the main podcast, the 90-day podcast. So mm-hmm. please drop us a line. Five-star review. We love it. We love you guys. So thank you. Thank All right. you. All right. Let's do it. Let's get into this show. Married at First Sight, season 16. Is it episode 10? 10? Got it. Episode 10, as far as I know. <laughs> episode 10, COVID-19. Jasmine yes. and Eris. Well, okay. Eris has COVID and Jasmine's just taking care of him and nobody's wearing a mask. I know. And hashtag liberal alert over here. But I'm with you. And we were very cautious early on in the pandemic. Then we learned a little bit more and we got a little more lax. And I think still that's still cautious. Still definitely cautious. I think that's fine to to ease up the restrictions. I think it's great. I think we had to, right? But you have two bedrooms in that apartment. Why is Eris sitting in the living room contaminating the whole apartment? Because he's a moron. And yes. Well, it, it takes two to tango. And yeah. Jasmine's allowing this. And there are new, new guidelines. I think it's, what is it? If you feel fine, it's like four or five days. And I don't then know. Honestly, I'm a little over it, to be honest. I'm, but I'm we're, we're waxed, we're I, vaxxed, we're ready to party. Like yeah. we're, We follow the rules. Yeah. But at some point, you have to be like, all right. Here's, here's my issue with this, right? You, No matter how you feel about COVID, each person reacts differently to it. So he's doing fine. He said well, a little fatigue, nothing too crazy, right? Yeah. How do you know that Jasmine's not going to freak out and end up in a hospital sure. like you don't know that so to expose her to something well, that you don't know how she's gonna react to she's a willing is irresponsible she's a willing participant in this she she's allowing it and and that's fine that that's a decision for you and your housemates to make uh, i correct. i i found that interesting it struck me i know a little bit about television production i know a little bit about the way sag works and that whole world if this was 12 months ago they would not be on the show. It they, was. I'm pretty sure it was about 12 months if ago. If it was fine, if it was, if it was earlier than it was. Yeah. Restrictions were so tight. They would not allow this to be filmed. It was such a, it was, it was probably an insurance nightmare. It, high risk. It, it was not easy for for productions to take place. And I think if this was a little bit earlier, Ayers would not be in the middle. Of, he would at least be at his home quarantining he would not be yeah around camera people and jasmine it would not fly and listen this is not it's just a liability. about this is not just about covid it's like if he had the flu that's also very contagious it literally brought me down for three weeks oh you were worse with the flu than with I, COVID. oh my god i was so bad i i didn't know what to do and it was like we were dating already and after a week i decided i'm i'm fine enough to hang out so I showed up at your doorstep oh, and you were like, oh my God, like you need to go home. You were, yeah, you were 
quote unquote quarantining. We weren't using that term back then, but you were isolating for a week. And then I think you had a little cabin fever. So you said, let's get together. Let's hang out. And I hadn't seen you. And I said, sure, if you feel up to it, let's go. You came over to my place. I opened the door. I saw you white as a ghost. I said, maybe we go out because I didn't want you in my apartment contaminating nice. that space. So we uh, went yes. We went to a restaurant. We had lunch. You looked like you were about to die while we were waiting for a table. <laughs> and as soon as we finished, you were like, I think I need to go home. And I was like, yeah. I think you should have never left home. And I was out for another two weeks. Like I couldn't leave the apartment. Like The only place I kind of like got to was the pharmacy. And that was the time that my stripper roommate wasn't around to even pick up something for me. So that was, that was unfortunate. She was picking up other. Oh, she was, she was doing something, but I had to, you know, take care of myself. And I did, but it was, I struggled. So like, let's say if I ever had a flu, I would still want to sleep in a different room. I don't want you to go through it. And I appreciate it. And we did. You had COVID, I don't know, six months ago, 12 months ago. I had COVID before last time going to check. So almost a year, almost a year ago. Eight, nine months ago. And, and yeah, we quarantined our own, in our own apartment because. I did. I'm pretty sure I had COVID. I felt awful. Yeah. But I was just saying to myself and to you, if I don't have COVID now and I feel this bad, if I catch whatever you have, I'll, I'll be well, a I did but have COVID, but I was fine. Knock it. Do, do, do. I was walking around with the mask. All right. Moving enough, on. Enough. COVID, the segment's we, over. We haven't had a COVID warning on this podcast in, I feel like, 15 months. And now it's, it's, it's going to be all it's over this podcast. So, all right. Eris is feeling better. He wants to thank Jasmine for taking care of him and for, for putting herself in harm's <laughs> way. So they, they wash Duchess, the dog. Yeah. And it's okay. It's Aris's idea to wash Duchess, even though Duchess is going to the groomer this week. Why would you want to, like, I find it so strange. Like, he, him, him as a per- person, his whole act, like, what are you doing? Well, one, I don't know that he has Duchess's calendar on his phone. I don't think he knows that Duchess has an appointment. But it's his idea. Jasmine's, Jasmine ends up washing Duchess. He was he was shooting Duchess with a hose like he was washing a car. And, and Jasmine was the one actually grooming and scrubbing and cleaning Duchess. Yeah, poor Duchess. What a swell dog. It's a swell dog, What an yeah. absolutely swell baby. But Aris, like Jasmine was happy. She's like, I appreciate that it was his idea, even though Duchess is going to a groomer. I'm like, this was his idea? <laughs> he was wearing the hubby shirt. I think that goes a long way, too. I guess. A for effort. The intent was there. Nice gesture. Laundry let's, day. Let's give it to him. I mean, Laundry he was day. wearing the hobby shirt to wash Duchess. So That's such a good point. <laughs> so how much say? do you respect that shirt, <laughs> yeah. Eris? That's such a good point. All right. This is the episode where I guess a couple things happen. We get relationship exercises, and then we get walk a mile in the other person's shoes. Yeah. So first up is the relationship exercises for Jasmine and Eris. And... It's have a real world conversation about what it takes to fall in love. Or no, have a real conversation about what it takes to fall in love in the real world. Yes. And okay, I really, really truly dislike Aris more and more on every episode. And I've been disliking him from the start. So just imagine how much I dislike him on episode 10. He, this dude is so cocky. He... I mean, who are you? You think you're the sex expert? <laughs> you're not a sex expert because you're 40 and single. I don't see him being dead wild as he describes himself, or maybe he is, but you wanted to get married at first sight. Like, leave 
that whole persona that banged half of Nashville behind because that's not the time. And like him saying like, uh, so uh, you were in love like a lot, right? Like five times. It's like he was close. He, he was close without that, going okay, over. Okay, but like the way he said it, like if he said, "Oh, how many times have you been in love?" I'm gonna guess five. It's all about how you say things. Yeah, like his whole demeanor was just. Oh, he just sucks. I can't. Yeah, I can't tell if he doesn't respect love or if he was feeling like Jasmine doesn't respect love the way he's like. Well, you've been in love a lot, well, like five times. Well, here's the thing. He said he was very close to being in love and he got right. dumped right. and it hurt. And I almost feel like that hurt his little ego so much so that he ever since he, I don't think he's ever been like really trying to have a relationship. I think he's, he was dating, banging, and then it stopped because he's like, oh, I don't want to go through any of this. And now he turned into this macho man who wanted to get married, yet He's not there mentally. Like, I, I hate this for poor freaking Jasmine, who's in this for real. She seems like such a nice person, such a, like, chilled person. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, like, having her shit together. Come on. This is where we need expert intervention. Yep. We have poor Jasmine fending for herself over here against this sex-crazed lunatic, and I haven't seen DP's face once except in a talking head. Yeah. Pastor Cal came by once to mediate the divorce. Jasmine needs a wingman or a wingwoman to put Eris in his place. Otherwise, he's, he's what is it, the prisoners are running the insane asylum? I don't know what the saying is, but Eris is in control, and he's not playing by the rules. I mean, they don't even answer the question when it was like, oh, what's a, are you worried about the real world? Have a conversation about what it takes to fall in love. Yeah. He just skirts the issues like, well, you've been in love, blah, blah, blah. They don't answer any of these questions no, in but, a legitimate, honest way that's going to help further the relationship. No, but what Aris thinks will further the relationship is to play Never Have I Ever. Oh, this is good. Where he gets to ask all the questions of things that he has done. <laughs> Nobody on maps knows how to play Never Have I Ever. Oh, my gosh. First of all. <laughs> but yes, this is his idea of, oh, we're supposed to have deeper conversation yeah, deep, not six inches deeper. Like have like a more, <laughs> have a deeper conversation. Never ever kissed a member of the same sex. And okay, this I hated this so much for Jasmine, and he goes and because Jasmine's like, no, I have not. He's like, oh, you never kissed a girl. It's like, it's not a must. Like she's not gay. Yes, there are girls who experiment, but yeah, they do. You don't have to like. I know there was a lot reaction, of there was so much judgment so going much judgments, on. But I hated this. I'm like, she was such a douche. He's Eris is still at the maturity level where he thinks bragging about your sex life is cool. Like we've all been there. You're younger. Oh yeah, you finally have sex. You think you're so cool. He's still living in that oh, yeah. moment where he thinks the more girls he's banged, the cooler he is. He and it's like, no, the more, the more you talk about it, the lamer you are. Yeah, he is the maturity level of a potato. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it's accurate. It's like none. It's like none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we do learn he's had countless orgies, or so he says. Also, he says, like, that's, uh, I don't buy it. I, I really, I really, you know why I don't buy it? Because he... Because it'd be hard enough to find one person to bang you, let alone multiple. 
plus I feel like people who are this wild and everything, like, I, first of all, you're not going to go and marry at first sight. Great point. And second of all, the way he talks about it, it's like, it, it's almost like, it's not like being open about your sexuality. It's bragging. It's just bragging. It's bragging. It's not like, oh yeah, no, 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 I'm totally, I've had orgies. Like, this is what I enjoy doing. Like, there are people who might be doing this and will talk about it openly. Sure, you do you. But he's just bragging and it's horrible. Also, never have I ever is not the circumstance to have these conversations. Never have I ever is a competition. There's yeah. winners and losers. You don't, that's not the way I think to bring out these topics to your wife if you actually want to discuss no. them. And here, this is where I got really mad. He's like, never have I ever cheated. And then he keeps drinking because he's been doing all these things. Oh, yeah, and Jasmine is like, no, I've never cheated on anyone. And he's like, your life sounds so boring up to this point. Mm-hmm. Smack. I would like smack him so hard. Yeah. And sorry, PC and DP, but you guys did picked, a very poor job. You guys picked this guy and stuck him with poor Jasmine. So poor Jasmine. I, I, I truly know. feel bad for Jasmine. She seems so cool, so nice. She's she has very so much pretty. to offer. Yeah. She's not a, she's not, and she could, she could have been a little more cocky in a way because she is a beauty queen right she's very pretty she's out there but she's not she takes care of dogs she works works with kids she's a little reserved i love it and he's such a douche they just blew it for her yeah i agree all right let's move on yeah let's let's move on from this douche let's talk about gina and clint all right okay clint's mom looks very young i know he's 40 just think about it (laughs) Well, sailing keeps you young. Like, I thought, like, seeing his mom just on this FaceTime, I was thinking, like, she's probably, like, 50, 55. But, I mean, I don't think she popped him at 10. Well, so who knows? But, yeah, <laughs> the, the ocean heals. Clint cannot stop using sailing idioms. When he's talking to his really? mom, we're in smooth water. But where... <laughs> But where's the stream taking us? And, like, I'm like, Clint, enough, buddy. We get it. You own a boat. But, uh... Like, as he was saying later, it's a huge part of his life. It's his lifestyle. It's his family's lifestyle. They've been sailing for generations. Like, I get that. Like, he has a day job to pay bills and make money. Yeah. But that's like, like, he doesn't care. Like, yeah, I do sales or whatever. Sales. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why he's in sales. That's totally why he's in sales. <laughs> he's like some sort of a sailing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, sailing, the actual sailing... That's it for him. Like he loves it, and I, I can understand. Oh, it's like, cool. Yeah, it's great. If you like, you you're big on music because you grew up being surrounded by it, mm-hmm. and so it's still it's a big part of your lifestyle and now my lifestyle. Certainly, but it's because of your childhood. Certainly. So the conversation with mom wasn't really just all about boating. Mom owns her own business, mm-hmm. and so Clint wanted to pick her brain a little bit. What's it like to be a business owner? Is it hard to find time for yourself? But he's asking questions he already knows the answer to because he's like, well, you took time off always. You'd go to New York. You'd travel. Okay. Not all business owners are good business owners. Maybe you abandoned your business to go to New York. No, but what his mom is saying, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it's true. His mom is saying, yeah, like I find time for myself and travel, but 
a new business owners, a new business does take everything from you. Like you need to make sure it works before you kind of let it go to be successful on its own. 100%. Uh, it makes complete sense. I mean, even with the podcasting. And we I was t- just going to freaking say. We talk about this amongst ourselves off mic all the time, which is we do look at this as a little business. It's a tiny, tiny business. But we could work at it as much as we want or as little as we want. When Mm -hmm. you're the owner of the business, it's, okay, we could do one more social media post. We could do one more bonus episode. We could, when you are in charge, it's up to you how much you work. And if you want it to be successful, you have to put in the work. And just to put it in perspective, we have been podcasting for almost three years. It's going to be three years in June, right? End of June, yeah. And next week is the first time we're going to miss an episode. We've always well, is done that true? No, we've always done it. We we are late sometimes, but we never skipped. There you go, guys. Like See, we see are what we late. do for you. <laughs> we're late, yeah, many times travels and other things, but up to this point, we brought the podcasting on every single vacation with us and we're going to do it too. It's just there's no way we can do maths because of the travel schedule and I feel like it sucks. I'm sorry, guys, but I think we're at the point that like it's okay to skip one. one. I hope so. We're skipping one. We'll find we're out. We're still doing the other. You guys two. will let us know. But 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 for three almost three years that did not happen. Yeah, yeah. You're building a business. Yeah. And so I get it. I mean, I get what Gina's doing. I get what Mom's saying. Speaking of Gina's business, we go. We see her salon and it's solo salons. And so I immediately look it up. I, I don't know anything about salons or the salon business, but I go, Oh, what a great promo mm, for her salon. Oh, yeah, It's a franchise. So she is franchising solo salons is a big brand. Oh, really? I've never heard of it, Me neither. but I looked it up and it's like, Oh, solo salons is the biggest franchisable salon in America. So she franchised the location, which Again, I don't know anything about the business, but I wonder, does that require more work? I feel like a lot of the work is not a lot of the work. I shouldn't say that, but I feel like so much of the startup is done for you. The marketing is done for you. The branding is done for you. You have, I'm sure, designers to design your space. You have to do it to spec. It seems like at least it's easier to franchise than to start from the ground up. I guess, but I feel like... I really thought she started from the ground up. I know. Like maybe, I love, maybe they just shot I here. love unique salons. Like the one I go to, that's not uh that's just one stop yeah. shop and they spe- specialize in blonde hair. Not ginger. <laughs> My hairdresser is a pure ginger. She has beautiful hair. I hope you don't but call But she's it that. really good at blondes. Okay. Speaking of gingers, Clint shows up, wants to see Mm-hmm. Gina in action. This was the definition of working hard or hardly working, ladies. Like he just walks in and, and the three, I guess they're stylists, are just standing around chatting. No work to be done. You, you, say, you're, you say you're so busy at work. You're just standing there chatting with your friends. But Clint likes what he sees. He's attracted to work Gina. He sees, okay, she's driven. She's successful. I get it. I like it. And I don't think the conversation with mom hurt at all either. Who isn't attracted to success? We all are. To a certain point. If you put success before everything else, it can become unattractive. No, but if you combine it, you have to make it work. 
I agree. Oh, success a million times more <laughs> attractive than failure. Hard work too. I, I work a lot. You work a lot. When we met, I worked a lot, and yes. I still find I still found time for you. And it was hard for me because I was paying off college, going to college, having that one job, then having some weekend job, babysitting. Like I did it all, and I still found time for you. And that's what it comes down to: is you have to make time. And I think it was. Kirsten's friend who said, okay, Shaq's busy at work, but the marriage is almost a second job. Yeah. He's got to schedule some time with you. And it's so true. Yeah. I'm so happy we're doing this podcasting together because let's say hypothetically, I did a podcasting with a friend. (gasps) I would never see you. dare you? I would never. Well, I think about that too. And the reason we were able to go so long without skipping an episode is because when we travel, we travel together. Yeah. If we go on vacation, we're together, we bring the mics, we do the thing. We're together all the time. All the time. So it's easier for us. It's not always easy, but I'm sure it's easier for us than when it's two friends who do it together. So New Day Love Exercises, again, is the name of the game here. And the question they have to answer first is what three things bring you joy? Gina's going to go first. She's going to say quality time with people I love, traveling, and decompressing. I'm about to put you on the spot. Please don't. Do it. What three things bring me joy? Go. You. Oh. I'm going to say you is a thing. Um, Go. Live music. Okay. Brings and? me joy. And I don't want to sound like I'm just biting our previous conversation, but success in work. Like being fulfilled. Ah, I, I did something good. I think that brings me joy. So two of those, because all three I agree with, but I'm going to replace one. Same thing. You, success, but I'm going to say traveling. I know. I was going to say travel too, but Gina said it. So yeah. But also like that can keep going on snacking, eating good food, (laughs) drinking wine. Like it goes on and on. But I think you, success and traveling my top. How about Clint with the he's triple a, three Fs? He's a member of the three F club, uh, friends, family. And then the third F, which I thought was going to be fudging. Um, What's fudging? I, I'm keeping it PG because we already get the COVID ah. warning. We don't need the, <laughs> you know, explicit, which we'll get anyways. Um, food is the third one. I don't, food does bring me joy, but I don't, I don't think I'm gluttonous enough to say that. I'm surprised you didn't say sailing. Interesting. Uh, that's that could be friends and family, but it, it doesn't. It's not an F. True. Okay. Yes. Next question: Share difficult things in life and how you overcame them. Gina's childhood was tough, right? Her parents divorced, so she moved around a lot. She had to go to a lot of therapists to work through it. Ultimately shift her mindset and learn you're not just a product of your environment. Mm-hmm. So that was her childhood was tough. Clint. Okay. Now this was interesting because he goes just straight faced, no hesitation. I got a girl pregnant. She had a miscarriage after a couple of weeks and it tore me up because I was super excited to have a kid, even though we didn't plan on it. So it first, it sounded bad but then when he explained, I feel like it was nice for him to open up to Gina and she appreciated it. I think it was great. 
Gina didn't even bat an eye, which I commend her for because I can imagine so many other women, <clears throat> Danielle, um, <laughs> losing their shit yeah. over hearing this. But Gina was like, great. I mean, you're 40, right? Yeah. That's life. But also this is the thing. It's not like I got a girl pregnant and I told her like, I don't want it. And I left her. Right. Like, right. It's right, like, right. oh, get her pregnant. She loves the child. And I was bummed because I already wanted it. And that was hard. So. Yeah, it, I, it's a completely understandable story, and, and I'm glad Gina reacted that way. And then the last thing was just, what scares you about your level of chemistry right now with your spouse? And they both say, well, will it continue to grow? Yeah. We hope it continues to grow. We'll see. I I honestly, at this point, I see them as friends. That's a good point. That's a good I shout. I don't know if I see them as a married couple, but many times friends do turn into a Sure love lovebirds so let's see but i think at least they got to a, some sort of a friend zone or friendship zone it's progress yeah all right enough talk about sailing let's right. do the damn thing finally finally and sorry not sorry i was kind of underwhelmed by captain clint's vessel over here was i was expecting something a little more grand i guess me too but if you think of sailing sailing like you like don't racing, think of like a yeah, regatta. Yeah. You don't yeah. think of like ginormous yachts. But I, when I look at Clint, I think, oh, this guy's got a couple bedrooms on board, a bathroom. Uh, no, this was your bare bones sailboat. Let's yeah, this race is the thing. what you do on a lake in uh, Tennessee. Also, did he name it Dang? I don't know. I missed. Uh, it. I couldn't tell if that was the brand or if he named it Dang. But he's excited to share this with Gina, and Gina's loving it. Gina's doing it with him. She's sailing. She's doing whatever sailors do. I don't know any of the terms, but she's living her best life. I don't know why she was wearing sailing gloves. I literally, I, I said <laughs> workout gloves, but. Yeah, I don't know why she needed those. But did she bring them? Did Clint say, hey, you're going to need these? I guess you can get rope burn. Yeah. Um, so good. She, she protected herself. But yeah, she was loving it. She was loving it until they got stuck in the water because the wind died down. And Teresa, you know what I'm going to say. Been there, done that. I was getting PTSD. <laughs> they had a motor to get yeah. where they needed. We had a guy from our resort come out and push us back. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know where we stand with things. Um, and then it's it's Gina's day. They did sailing for Clint. Now it's Gina's day. They're going to get a little country. Professional bull riding, PBR. Love I it. loved it. Love it. Teresa and I, we went to a rodeo when we were in Wyoming. It was great. We it fully, awesome. we fully embraced it. We are like oh shapeshifters. We can just, we can go from the opera, from the not the opera, the symphony, uh -huh. Jurassic Park, to Daytona 500. <laughs> we, we absolutely loved it. They went to this PBR in Nashville. The only thing I'll say about their experience, drinking Michelob Ultras, really, guys? Why not? I would, I, mean, I would drink a Mickey. I love a Mickey. But come on, you're at a rodeo. Drink a banquet beer, a Bud Heavy at least. What about Bush? A Bush Heavy. Love. Even a Bush Light, yeah. But guys, a I love Bush But Light. a Michelob Ultra, come on. You're almost drinking non-alcoholic at that point. Well, that's Bush too, but. That's true. Uh, but this this was wild. We went to our rodeo. It was classic. This the WWE of bull riding, <laughs> the lights, the fog, the, and now it was insane. 
I honestly felt bad for the bulls. Like being inside the arena, I don't know. Really? At least like our bulls were outside, just like running around, poking yeah. the people who were falling off of them. That was kind of like fun. And the bulls, again, the bulls were outside. Like now you like bring the bulls inside. I don't know. All right. Well, you're, you're entitled to your feelings. Um, but I would still go. I, I was fired up. Yeah. Clint was loving it. He thinks he can bull ride now. And I say, here's how you settle it. Hit Broadway, find a mechanical bull, mm-hmm. and let's see how long you last. I've done it. I lasted for like you, two minutes. No way. Yeah. But they were going, They were so I was in Vegas and it was uh, years ago. And it was with my friend who was an au pair for my family. And then they somehow, like there is like a Czech poker league. Okay. And they come to Vegas for these poker tournaments. And she somehow got a gig to like clean their house that they rent. Mm-hmm. So we became friends with all these guys and we went out. All of us check, right? And we were like betting each other how long can people last on the bull. And it was just two girls, like me and my friend and all these guys. So like the lady who was doing the bull, we were telling her like, can you like go like mild on us? We're trying to win. So can she you did. What? Go what? Oh, mild. Yeah. So it was like my bull wasn't <laughs> that crazy. After like two minutes, she, I think she like booped it up. So yeah. I fell off. But I mean, two minutes is a really long time. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a little too long. I know. Um. All right. That is Gina and Clint. I think it's a good time to take a break, if you agree. Sure. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, hello, Jonathan. Hello, you little bull rider over there. What? I want to see you ride a bull now. I will do it again. I I did it at my bachelor party, but (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Could you imagine me? Oh my gosh. Me, I me, me wearing my sash <laughs> on a bull. <laughs> One vagina forever. One vagina forever, yeah. Woo, boys. I got you all that. Well, I suggested all that stuff for you. Yeah. That was all a the good fun time. stuff. No bull. No bull. No um, bull. But bulls are, we should do it if we get a chance somewhere. Yeah, you do it. I'll watch. I'll take video. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, um, a lesson learned. I was riding that bull. In a dress that I was ready to hit the clubs. Oh boy. So everyone saw my undies. Oh boy. But it was back when I was 23, wild and free <laughs> and single, so who cares? All right, Nicole and Chris. So I've said it before, I'll say it again. I still don't understand couples' massages. Okay. I could understand couples massages when you go there, you lay down in the same room and you relax. The chatting part, when you have two masseuses there like massaging you and you're talking about deep things. I hate that. I don't need, I'm sorry, I don't need someone else in the room with me when I'm getting a massage. If I could get a massage without even the masseuse being there, (laughs) I would choose that. I would choose that option. You, st- you promised me we'll go to the salt cave and you've never done it. That's fine. That's not a massage. No, but it's like some sort of a relaxation. But we can chat. That's what I'm saying. Well, right? Uh, kind of. You can't chat? If there are multiple other people, you have to be kind of like, oh, you can book your own. Pr- yeah, I'll do private. Yeah. But I just, I don't get it. On all these shows, we're doing couples massages. It's supposed to be relaxing. You're having these deep, uncomfortable conversations with strangers rubbing you mm-hmm. and then you talking to your significant other about things that should probably be talked about without strangers around. Yep. I don't get it. Nicole's been dying to do it though. And these masseuses were doubling as the producers because the the masseuses were asking them questions. Uh-huh. They were prompting them. Here's what was interesting. 
So Nicole had a male masseuse with interesting haircut and Chris had a female masseuse. I didn't see, but uh, you request the sex you gender. You do? Yeah, of your masseuse. Oh, yeah, you can definitely request. Of course. I would probably ask for a lady. I would ask for a lady as well, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the questions that the masseuse asked were, you guys ever massage each other? And they're like, no, but we should. And we learned Nicole now loves physical touch, but was never really into physical touch. Was never high on the love language list. Chris is like, touch is our love language. It's like, ew. <laughs> I mean, people want to be touched by people they like. Yes. But for me, it's like you and I never have conversations like this because we just do it. I think we also are aware enough to know what the other person likes. True. In terms of love language or communication, do you like, I think you like quality time spent together. You want to spend time. You're not, you'll take a gift, but gifts aren't your love language. You don't need me to bring you gifts. Um, I don't know what the other love languages are. Touch. We touch all the time, but I... (laughs) We uh, we do. We're always cuddling. I wish we were holding hands right now. We're always cuddling. But I guess we uh, we touch on multiple love languages. We're, we are trilingual probably when it comes to love languages. Try anything once. Um, <laughs> then we get our date night at the absinthe bar. And Nicole takes this chance to bring up the love topic once again. I think Nicole loves him or she thinks she does. And she just wants him to say it. For some reason, this nice guy, Chris, he learned from his lessons, from his bad experiences, and he's not that keen to say it. I just don't understand what she said when she goes, you know, we've never had the love conversation. You ask Chris every day, do you love me? I guess that's not a conversation, that's a question, but you bring up the love topic every single day. I don't, like, how do you have a conversation about I just feel like you just say it when you're ready you I, I could I and this is just me but I could not personally be discussing with you like hey so when we do love each other it's like how do you know you will get there right like you just need to get there and like talking about it like so when we're ready I I wish like you will say it for us it's like what do you say it's it, I almost feel like it kind of puts something in your head to the point that maybe Chris will feel like oh shit, like if I don't say, maybe this is going to be it. So I'm going to say it so I can save this relationship. And it's like, no, like you should say when you feel it. That's what he's worried about too. He's worried about the premature love. Because that's all he's been doing until this point. It happened in the past. Nicole, I like you now. I've grown to really like you. But we're what, two and a half weeks in? You've known this guy for two and a half weeks. If he said he loved you, that would be suspicious. Yeah. So I pumped the brakes. At, I think the earliest you could say it and, and take it seriously would probably be around decision day. Yeah. After a couple of months, you could probably, you know, I can, I can honestly say I love this person. After two weeks? Yeah. yeah. After two weeks? You oh, can, that, that's too soon. You can say it. But you're not going to mean it. You're, maybe, you, I don't know, people's definition of love is different. You feel different love. I feel like the love I feel for you is just very unique 
then I obviously love my parents, love your parents, love seals. But it's a different, <laughs> it's a different kind of love. I just, sure, I, I just like so. feel this warm feeling when I see seals. All right. But when I see you, it's a whole different level. It's a hot feeling. It's much, much better than a seal. All right. Does Chris really cut his own hair or is this like a one-time only thing? I think that's what he does because he's like, I want I want Nicole to have the sexy Chris. Like I want to look the best and that's why I'm going to cut my hair on my own while it all falls on Nicole's golden dinosaur. <laughs> I'm getting the feeling that a lot of the things he's, he's not the nice guy we thought he was. Let's just put it out there. He's really not the nice guy we thought he was or he, that he pretends to be. Or, or he's like, I was the nice guy, but now I want to be, I want to be just a guy. I just want to find a girl. I don't want to be the nice guy who gets hurt again on TV. I'm starting to feel like the things he's doing, he's not doing as much for himself as he's doing to encourage Nicole to do the same. So when he's like, we're eating healthier, we're working out, I'm cutting my hair. It's like, he's doing it because he wants Nicole to follow suit. Because we get the bomb drop here. Yeah, and this was like... It wasn't oh, good. No, it was not good. And I think he thought it's going to be good, but it wasn't. He was like, you know, I just want to tell you because I said it before. And I want you to hear it from me is I said you're a little thicker than I normally go for, but not in a bad way. And he said thicker meaning athletic, which... Clint 2.0 over here. So that sounds good, but the way he starts, like, why do you have to say thicker? Why don't you just go with athletic? Or muscular. No, but why don't you just say, like, yeah, Nicole is a little more athletic. If you say that you meant thicker as athletic, why do you have to say thicker? Because that does sound bad, especially for a girl, and especially for a girl who is a little thicker and is aware of it and says it. It's yeah, it's it's not good, and I am not one hundred percent certain. But they showed the clip where he said it. Yeah, he said it on the honeymoon. Oh, was the honeymoon? Yeah. Okay, because I was like, was that the wedding night? Because his excuse was, "Well, you call yourself thick," but I was like, if it was, if it was the wedding, I doubt she said she was thick within no. about two hours of you but again, meeting it, her. It's okay if she says it about herself. Say whatever you want about yourself. Yeah, it's just like, and you could tell that Nicole was like. This is not good. And I get her. She goes like, I lived in New York City. Like mm-hmm. everyone, it's a it's a fashion mecca. Everyone works out. Like if you don't, you just kind of feel like you don't belong. It's just also so much easier to stay in shape in New York. Oh my because gosh. Because you walk 40 blocks without even knowing it. And you're like, that oh my God, true. I walked three miles today. And it was just to go to the grocery store and work. I used to hit my 10,000 steps on a daily basis. Now it takes me a week because I drive everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's easier to be in shape there for sure. Plus walking up. I would walk, I don't know, I think 450. I think I would walk 50 blocks each way to work. And then I lived on the fifth floor of a five-story walk up. So, I mean, I was in shape. I, I remember one time I came home, it was summer, walked the 50 blocks, walked up the five flights of stairs. Of course, there's no central air or anything. And I was dripping sweat and I sent my mom a photo, like a selfie. And she's like... What are you doing? What are you doing to yourself <laughs> over there? I'm like, New York City, mom. Hustle. Hashtag hustle. Hustle bustle. Um, I'm glad Nicole stood up for herself in a way where she didn't roll over and be like, oh, it's fine that you call me that. Like, she was like, no, that's not cool. Yeah. Because she needs to be more comfortable vocalizing that and not, she wants to make Chris happy. She doesn't want to ruffle any feathers, but I'm glad she was like, you know what? 
That's not cool. You don't yeah. have the right to say that. And Chris does not know where to shut up because he keeps going like, you know, like your body type is your body type. <laughs> Dude, just, just stop. Yeah. Just. I mean, I, I, I feel for him because I don't know if it's a man thing or just a human thing, but you say something, you realize it's wrong and you try to get yourself out of it by talking more and talking more always makes it worse. I mean, I've been there, done that. Yeah, well, that's a foreign thing for sure. What are you talking <laughs> well, about? Well, you get into trouble because you, not intentionally, but unintentionally, you say something that comes across as bad and then you have to explain yourself because you don't actually mean to. It's because I'm I'm very direct. Like foreigners are yeah. very direct and I, I learned to dial back on things. Yeah. But look at Florian. You just say what's on your mind. You don't sugarcoat things. <laughs> you don't have the words to sugarcoat. <laughs> well, now I do. Okay, no, I meant Florian. (laughs) Well, that's for sure. Kirsten and Shaq. Yes, okay, okay. You know how I've been telling you this whole time that she is into him? Yep. She is into him, but I I don't think... think, you might be right. I think he he might be the one who's losing an interest because she's trying to open up, and I appreciate it, but yet I'm trying to figure her out. And this episode was really for me like... Like, you like him a lot, but why do you still have that guard up? Well, is it, do you want what you can't have? Because the whole issue here, she's talking to her friend, she's FaceTiming her friend, Elise, and the whole conversation is, he's so busy at work, there's no quality time, and I I need that from him. Is it almost like, oh my gosh, now that I don't have him, I want him. Yeah, but she also said the honeymoon was great and living together, moving in together was even better. Like, I just think that she is very dry or like very blunt, so whatever dry. you want to call it. But that she enjoys all this, but it's hard to tell because she doesn't act on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, when you talk to your friend, this is the time to say, you know what, the honeymoon was fine. Like, I, there's a lot of things I don't like about him. And now we're living together. Like, I'm not loving it. Like, that's the time. But she was literally the opposite she's like great time like i'm enjoying this so i truly think she does she's just very non-expressive yeah so then we see them together and kirsten asks shack have you been in love he has been and she wonders well how do you know that and shack's response i don't know if this was calculated or not was well because someone took time with me they were patient and i'm like that's a subtle wink to kirsten saying be patient with me i work a lot i'm not always gonna have time but just understand where i'm coming from and be patient with me well she needs that too and she needs the quality time she needs to hang out with him which i understand like i love that's who i am too i I also express myself more i agree i agree she wants the quality time and Shaq goes, well, even time apart is time. And that's where I start to go, maybe he's losing interest. That's what I was saying. And we'll, we'll see. But I, I, he's definitely kind of thinking that I think he just wants someone who's on the same level. And he's been giving her all this time. And I almost feel like now it's her time to shine and do a move, make a move. Because she basically told him... You know, hold on. I take some time, not big on physical touch, not big on kissing. So he's there waiting. But I think now the ball is in her court. Yeah. So the mentees come over. 
<laughs> I don't fully understand this whole thing, but I understand Menthes. I don't understand the relationship here, but okay. Shaq wants Kirsten to see why I spend so much time with these guys. It was hilarious how they all squeeze onto this one couch and shovel And food. they're the only four eating. <laughs> like, shacking. Thank you so much. We have Kirsten just, like, watching them eat and asking them questions. Yeah, well, what kind of a mentor is Shaq? Well, at first we thought he was super corny, but then we took a step back and realized, oh, he's hip. And here's where I go, I don't know what kind of a mentor Shaq is, because should he be in the group texts with the students? No, and should he be drinking in front of his students eating salmon? And I know this is co- this is college, so maybe the rules are not so rigid here, but Shaq's in his 30s. College kids are 18, 19 yeah. years old. You're in group chats with them? And listen, I get the mentorship. I get that he's there trying to keep them on track, trying to keep them and make sure they go through college and all that, right? Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Like, I love mentoring people, but there is a certain professionalism between us. Yeah, that I would never be like, all right, uh, let's. I'm gonna grab a drink and you eat, and I'll tell you all about myself. Or I'll gonna ask you questions. Like, no. I think it'd be less strange if he started just calling them his friends. Oh, I used to mentor them. Now we become yeah. friends. But uh, again, you're in group. Chats, they're coming over, you're drinking. It's like these are more than mentees, I think. But what they get out of Shaq is that he got a job offer, but he turned it down because he didn't want to bail on this opportunity. He didn't want to leave Kirsten. And he, he didn't want to leave his mentees, probably is the probably. real answer. I loved it. And I thought, all right, that was a good move. And he said he didn't tell Kirsten because that might bring open a, a can of worms and I, at this point like being together for two weeks i get it because i feel like if he brought it up she might feel like she's holding him back like this way he was able to make the decision for himself like if they were together for a year or year, six months or so like, i would expect him to bring it up to her right yeah but at this point i feel like he had to make this decision for himself i i just think he probably wasn't that interested in the job in the first place because and if you're me- that interested in it you'll at least have the conversation maybe you've only known this woman for two weeks yeah but you're in it i know you're in it but if it's this amazing job that you really want you'd at least have the conversation and go listen i'm only gonna do it if you want to yeah but also he's finishing his phd or he has his phd there's gonna there's gonna be other opportunities for him yeah yeah and he so That's passing true. on one while focusing on the marriage that he really wanted, build that up. And if there is an opportunity in the future, maybe she would go with him once they establish this. So All good points. So, all right. Nicole and Chris get to go to an absinthe bar. Shaq brings Kirsten to the garden section of the Home Depot. Was it? Yes. It wasn't a nice plant store that we was, go to? That was the garden section of Home Depot. Oh, oh that's basic. <laughs> um, I love watching things grow. And uh, the smaller, the better. So there's more growth. It's That's very not sim- how we roll. It's symbolic of our relationship. We're always like the biggest one. So we die soon. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, we don't. so we don't have to. Because it always dies. What, what we do have in common with Jack is we do name our plants. We do name our plants. How's Howard doing? 
Oh, no, Howard's, our, dad. Howard's our dog. It's Steven. Steven. And Steven Jr. And then Steven Jr. And when I say our dog, we don't have an actual dog. We have a, what is it, a steel metal? Yeah, we got uh, it aluminum. an antique shop. It's like an antique dog, and we yeah. named him Howard. Whatever, all right? <laughs> Stop judging us. Um, so Kirsten was not that excited about this, I don't think. But, hey, it, it is what it is. He loves his plants. Kirsten went along with it. Yeah, and they finally picked the plan because they, they could not agree on anything. They got a plan. <laughs> um, Kirsten's day, way more exciting than plant shopping. Well, it's relaxation time. It's um, food massages, bathrobes, blindfolding each other and talking about deep things. And he just, what I was like, wow. She's like, I'm ready to ne- take this to the next level. Mm-hmm. But the conversations didn't go that well. No, because the question was, tell, share one thing the other person doesn't know. Yeah. And Shaq was very honest. Very honest. And it's what I said weeks ago. He came out about, oh, I have insecurities, how I was raised. I wasn't that into sports, but also I went bald early. I went bald in my 20s and I really like plants. I have a thing for plants. Um, But back to the baldness, it, it was something I struggled with. And this is where I go, all right, see? It, it's for a man talking about his hair is similar to talking about a woman's weight. No one's giving Kirsten shit for being all anti-ball. Yeah. So he opened up about that. Chris, Kirsten appreciated it. Came around and was like, oh, your baldness looks good on you. It's all good. But then she refuses to share anything. Yeah, I don't get that because she's like, there is a lot you don't know about me. Yet I can't think of anything to share. Yeah, it it was almost like she has something she wants to share, but then right before she shared it, she bailed on it. Yeah. And Shaq was not a fan. He was like, you need to let your guard down. Yep. And if if you can't, I don't see how we're going to progress as a couple. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to feel like I do right now on decision day. No. So the tables are turning in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to watch. Yes. It was a good episode. I it was a really good episode. It was a good episode. I really enjoyed watching it. Again, apologies that we're skipping next week, but sometimes we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, keep us posted, guys. I'll still read about it. Well, we'll I, I'm going to say we're going to watch it on the plane ride home. Maybe. We have a long flight, so we'll watch it. We watched it if you want to go full circle. We were in check. Uh. We were in check this last time when... The previous season of oh, MAFS yeah. premiered. And so on the flight home, we watched, I think, four out, yeah. five hours? Mm-hmm. I think we watched five hours of MAFS because the dumb first episode was three hours long for some <laughs> reason. And then we watched the second episode, which was two hours. So we watched five hours of MAFS, then we got home and we did a mega episode. <sighs> We're taking a break this time. We yes, are. We're taking a break. All right. But hope you enjoyed this episode. Listen to it twice if you want. Mm-hmm. All right. Follow us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Make sure you're following the podcast. So easy to do. Just look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it is hot. It's my birthday. Happy birthday, Teresa. Thank, in, you. Thank uh, you. Thank you. In one hour and nine minutes. Thank you. And guys, John's birthday is next week. So send him right. some love too. All right. We love love. Speaking of love, if you haven't left a review, please do. It's the perfect time to leave a review. It's the birthdays. 
All right. Yeah. Should have said that at the top of the show, Therese. Where were you? Know, right? Where were you on that? No one's know, listening to right? this right now. <laughs> all right, we've said it all. Have you said it all? I've said it all. Said everything. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.